0: I met Nikki Novo through Instagram, (laughs) and a couple years ago, we did um, a few really wonderful events in Washington, D.C. about intuitive dating and the spirit world, and that's really when our friendship started, and I also consider her a mentor as well. So Nikki Novo is a Cuban-American. She's best-selling author, a spiritual mentor, and intuitive. She's written a wonderful book called The Final Swipe and has amazing courses in her soul academy i've actually taken many of these courses to hone in on my intuition and psychic abilities so i really encourage you to go visit her website and her community soul collective to kind of check out the events that they have lots of free events as well as these great programs to help you really Understand what intuition is and to really start following your truth to becoming more authentic and your witchy self. <laughs> and so today we chatted about Saturn return. So, Nikki's not really into astrology, but I think she's been starting to learn about it in the past year. But she definitely didn't know she was going through her Saturn return in her late 20s. And so we kind of chatted about what her life was like in her late twenties, like what changes happened and, you know, how did it shift her career trajectory? And really it was kind of like the start of where she is today. And I would like to describe like the empire that she's built. She has a global community. She has many soul mentors that have graduated through her program in figuring out, you know, how to use intuition, how to read energy and, How to be a psychic and a witch. And they provide wonderful insights and information for you if you're looking to book a session with them. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you're curious about how her spirituality has evolved and how she's used it to help, you know, build her business and really navigate kind of like the next steps of her career, you should listen to part two, which will be released next week. So this is the first episode of season two, and just to remind you, the format of season two of Into the Woo is with each interview, it's divided into two parts. The first part is going to be kind of like an intro to who they are, as well as what their Saturn return was like, and then the second part is going to dive into what spirituality means to them, what intuition means to them, how it's helped them, and how it's all helped with their career and building their business. All right, Enjoy. All right, Nikki, I'm so excited to have you on season two of the podcast. I feel like most of my listeners already know you because I always give you shout outs um, um, on Instagram, in my emails, because not only are you a friend, but you're also a guide and mentor for me as well. But just quickly introduce yourself and the community that you've created, which I love, 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 um, so that anybody who doesn't know you can get a quick introduction.
1: Hi, Alice. Thanks for having me. And congrats on season two. That's like a big deal. I did like that. So thanks for having me. Um, my name is Nikki Noble. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm an intuitive, a spiritual mentor, a mom, and a recent farm owner. <laughs> so all the things. And um, yeah, I do a lot of readings. And I also teach people how to do readings, how to open up their intuition, um, how to really activate all that, those intuitive gifts within themselves. And I train a bunch of people. I have a beautiful community called Soul Collective because we have a school called Soul Academy, which is where we teach all the cool wizardy intuitive stuff. And then our community is called Soul Collective, which is so funny that you say, Alice, that like you love it. And you mentioned the community because... I remember like the days where I was like reading books on like how to create community. Like, (laughs) and it's so funny, like there is no, I I remember being like, that sounds like something I should do. Like I should be able to do that. And then like, when you kind of just forget about it and you just put your head down and you just do the things that you love and that you're feeling called to do, like then there's people that love it too and want to surround you. So that's how our beautiful community has come together. And I might be biased, but it is like one of the best um, groups of people I've seen and good looking people too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. Yes. I love, I love the, uh, soul collective. There are always so many workshops, um, so many courses and, uh, it's very accessible. You do so many free things.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Because we train so many, um, intuitives, like they love to come back and give, give back. And they all have like these beautiful different, like, expertise and i mean you've been there alice and stuff so um and everybody that's in the community is like just ready to learn and you know ready to get into their spiritual path so everything that we you know it's just kind of like um you know like it's just a giving back we try to do this like shared economy situation where people graduate they come back in um people are like ready to receive all that information and it's just like a beautiful it just works really beautifully
0: Yeah, and I feel like it's such a safe place for people going through a spiritual awakening, but also Mm -hmm. opening up to their spiritual gifts. And a lot of that actually happens um, in your late 20s during your Saturn return. I know that it happened for you, but maybe you weren't as aware of that term, that astrological term. And I know you're just starting to learn astrology as well. But um, I think a lot of people don't realize that there is something to describe that kind of like... Um, nervousness of when 30 is approaching, um, you know, as well as, you know, 50s, because um, that's when your second Saturn return happens. So can you kind of describe what happened to you during your Saturn return and um, how it's kind of uh, caused you to create your business and a completely different life?
1: Yeah, Um, I'm super grateful for the term because I feel like I—you're correct. At the time, I just thought I was a crazy person. I had no idea that there was this thing called the Saturn return and that there was like a reason for it. So now I'll be more ready in my fifties for sure. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I did not know, but that I was going through any sort of trend. I mean, I didn't know that there was like a reason for the transition because I—I've had the same friends. You know, I grew up in Miami in a Cuban family. All my friends were like from Cuban families. Um, I've had the same girlfriend since I was in third grade. We all like went through school and college together. We we actually even had, most of us had our first child together. So Oliver, who is my first child, Mm. he is eight. So that year, eight of us got pregnant. So we have eight, (laughs) eight year olds like in the group. Yeah, we're so, we're so ridiculous. And (laughs) so because since I was like, you know, going through life side by side with them, like, it just didn't seem so monumentous for that. There was a lot of changes happening in our lives. Of course, we, like a lot of us were getting married and maybe thinking about having kids and buying houses and things like that. But like mine felt so much more, just just felt so hard. Mine looked like much more like it's stable than theirs, you know? So that's why I, I thought it was like a personal problem. Like, I thought I was having this like personal situation. Oh, and really what was happening, yeah, like, and I think that that can happen because everybody's, pattern return is different. I think also whether like those of us who are like willing to surrender to it and really like go deep into it, will have a different experience than those of us that are like, no, 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 this is not happening. It's okay. Like just keep going. So if you're on that boat and you're just like, why are my friends not falling apart? But I am, I would just applaud you because it's just, you're being courageous enough to like look at it and to go deep within it. And it's better to do it now than for it to like hit you later anyways. That oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that there are many layers to Saturn return. Some people, like you said, kind of don't have a problem. They'll coast through it. Others, they're like, oh, yeah, I like want to do something new. So they changed industries or started a company, went back to school. But then I feel like there's like that other one third or quarter that just has like a really intense Existential crisis, and it really opens up into a spiritual awakening of looking for more purpose, reconnecting with self. And oftentimes, it does feel very isolating, like you said. And sometimes people don't talk about it because, you know, there's other stuff going on. Like you said, your group of friends, everyone was having children. A lot of people get married during this time as well. They're just, I think they attribute it to just being like, oh, well, it's because I'm turning 30, and in, you know, our culture, it's some weird number that we all are kind of afraid of. But then there's a lot of stuff going on, people getting married, people having children, like these big life transitions. And ironically, Saturn is really just about you. It's about your purpose. And if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but then a lot of it gets put to the back burner because of like family stuff, friends stuff.
1: Hmm. I didn't know that. I love that. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. And I guess because actually if you like look at my chart too, I'm so inward I could, like, when I went through that stage, I couldn't help but, like, go within myself. It was just, like, the only thing that I knew to do. So, for me, Alice, to your question, like, what was happening for me was I definitely was the one that kind of felt that time a little earlier. So, it was definitely even, I mean, my whole, like, from, like, 22 to 27, there was a lot of just uprooting and, and change for me. Um, I was really, during that those ages, like, really trying to find my purpose and, like, work-wise Um, I had graduated from college, and I moved to LA, and I worked in the film industry. I was um, working at two different big film studios in the publicity department. And I was really just like trying to find my place. I loved it, but I didn't like love it enough to stay in it. And then I was introduced to writing. And I was like, that's, I think that's what I want to do. You know, I was really discovering that you could make money and be creative at the same time, because you know, being born of Um, immigrants, like I was just taught to just get a good job that was going to be stable and, you know, pay for things. But when I moved to LA, I was like, I met all these like really creative people that were making money. I'm like, okay, this is the thing. Like I will be okay. So when I found Mm -hmm. writing, I was like, okay, well maybe, you know, I know that sounds a little out there or, you know, maybe, you know, I, I, might have to be broke or something but I let myself go into writing. I really fell in love with it. I really loved it. And then I moved back to Miami to, and I was like, okay, this is it. Like I'm going to be an editor. Um, I'm going to write for like magazines or online publications. And I did that. I worked for like MSN and NBC and uh, Daily Candy and Refinery29. Those were like Refinery29 was actually my last full-time job. And of course, like I, you know, it's like that thing, like you, you make it to the top, like, oh my gosh, like, this is a thing you were dreaming about. And I was dreaming about being a writer. Refinery29 was like the gig, you know, like it was just such a big deal to get that job. And then once I was there, I was like, oh, great. This isn't like fulfill me, <laughs> you know, like it does. I don't mm, feel cool, yeah. which is such a, I think, a Saturn return thing. You know, it it's like is. it <laughs> is, It is because
0: you you get a glimpse. I, I, I experienced the same thing. You get a glimpse of what you really wanted and how your life, What you thought your life was gonna be, and you're like, wait, I don't want this, and it's it's bad. It's like, it's like the floor like just falls out from beneath you.
1: Yeah, and I was like, great, like I thought this was gonna feel great at that point too. Like right, you know, I was doing two things at the same time. I was trying to figure out this career thing, but then also I had like this boyfriend in my early, you know, my mid twenties he broke up with me. I thought I was going to marry this person. And that really like that set me off into like a really big, like awakening. Actually the first time I went to go visit a psychic, because of course, you know, you get dumped. I'm like, what are you looking for? Like somebody to tell you, like, it's going to be okay that you're going to marry that guy, or you're going to marry somebody better is basically what I was looking for. So I, you know, went on like a psychic hunt at the time I was raised Catholic. So I was very afraid to do this, but desperate you know, times call for desperate measures. So my two girlfriends and I like hunted around in Miami looking for these, for like the best psychic. And we saw some like really awful ones at first that told me, one of them told me I was never going to be happy unless I married that ex-boyfriend. I was like, great. Like I'm never going to be happy. And then she was like, but for $400, I could give you like this, cleansing or whatever I'm like oh my gosh I just got scammed like by this like (laughs) woman so it was like a funny experience but ultimately I landed on this really amazing talented woman um her name is Tari in Miami and she did like angel readings which felt very comfortable to me because Catholic you know there's angels in the Bible it sounded like okay and um she just really woke me up to this this like she was just so good and, and I you know some of it was prediction some of it was validating some things that had happened in the past that did happen and then validating some things that I knew. Um, So it was just like this beautiful reading and it's beautiful experience. And what happened during that reading was like, I asked the strange question if she would teach me, you know, I was like, can I learn to do this? Like, is this like a thing that I can do? And actually in the reading, she's like, you're going to start to get into the metaphysical And I'm like, what? Like, I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was a fashion editor at the time. You know, it was like, what? I didn't even know. I actually did not know what metaphysical meant. Like, I was like, can you explain that? Um, I felt like maybe I was going to niche into some type of journalism or something. (laughs) And um, she, you know, told me, like, no, you're going to, like, get into, like, you know, angels and spirit guides and all this. And I could, I mean, that's where she kind of lost me a little bit. But she was absolutely correct. And at first, I did not think I was studying those things because I was going to do them. I just was doing it for my own spiritual understanding and my own awakening while I was still an editor during the day. So Mm -hmm. that was really like, you know, very sad in return, right? Like that was the beginning of like this 10 years or well, I'm 38. No, excuse me, I'm 39 now. So like that was the seed that has like plant that planted for like the whole 10, 12 years after that, you know? Um, So it was like such a big deal that that's when all of that work was introduced to me. I had never had any like psychic experience. I did not consider myself intuitive. I, I, none of that, but that's where it, that like, that's the age where it was introduced to me.
0: Mm, And so I think people sometimes, don't realize like, yes, your Saturn return is for a couple years, but it's like a closing of a chapter and Mm -hmm. you opening something new, starting a new journey. And so it's not like, oh, like these few years, it's like, it's it's done. Um, it's just kind of like it might be feeling a little bit up and down because you're feeling resistance on what you need to do. But then once you're on that path, then it's going to be the next X amount of years that you're exploring it. And I think you're such a great example of that. You, you and your business continues to evolve.
1: Yeah. And I think also one thing you have to be okay with is that if you're in that stage, if you're in Saturn return right now, like there's like glimpses of the future in that time, but there's there's no more, like um there is also so much mystery, right? So it's like they give you flashes of the future, which was actually very confusing for me at first because then I started getting like deeper into like 27, 28, 29. And I started to see where I was going. I was like, you know, this is when I like started to leave Refinery29 and I was writing, um like I had like a self-help blog and, I was doing a little bit, like just a little bit of dabbling into some of the spiritual stuff that I knew. And I, at that moment, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I think this is a thing. Like, I think I'm going to maybe like write some self-help books or I'm going to, you know, like maybe I'll start to teach these concepts. Like I I was getting glimpses of it very early on, but because I was getting glimpses, I thought, Oh, this is going to happen in two years. Like I was like, I'm, 27 28 when I was like starting to have these glimpses of this stuff and I was like oh 31 like here I come like best-selling author and I remember having which this was like actually a piece of advice that you recently gave gave to to me but I didn't know that this was something that would be helpful during my return but when I was in my return I had this one friend who was 10 years older than I was so she was like my future basically she had three kids and um, she was running her own business and I remember sitting down with her at this time and telling her that I was having these awarenesses. Like I had started, I was getting ready to leave my full-time job. I knew I wanted to do some like self-helpy coaching stuff, spiritual stuff, kind of. And I told her, I'm like, I think this is a thing. Like, I think this is my thing. Um, Like, I think, and she's like sitting there and she's like, yeah, no, no, I totally see it for you. Like, this is your thing. Like 10 years from now, like you're going to be big. And I was like, 10 years. I was like, <laughs> I was like. <laughs> waiter where is the check like you know I was like so upset um by her like predicting this thing 10 years later because it felt so real for me at that time and if I maybe if I would have known that Saturn return gives you like glimpses and it's the seed setting of this new stage I would have been okay with her prediction but I was actually very insulted because it felt so real and rapid at that time that I thought I was going to like fully grow into this full butterfly within like two years or a year and a half. Mm. Um, so that was something that, you know, I'll I'll keep in mind for the next return that like you're, there's a lot of glimpse, glimpses, but it is a season that's like right in front of you. That's going to take some time.
0: Uh, I love that. I love that because you're right in the middle. You're right yeah. in the middle of your um, your two Saturn returns, the one in the late 20s and then the mid mm-hmm. to uh, late 50s. Mm-hmm. But these Very are all good things for you to like earmark and bookmark so that you remember to look back on this in like 15 years and by who knows what's going to happen um, to your brand and to your business in like the next 10 to 15 years. I'm really excited to see how you'll evolve it for your, with your second Saturn return.
1: Yeah, no, me too. And I mean, I, it's funny, because like, now I'm starting to have like glimpses of like, where that will be. But now I do know that that is 15 years out, 12 years out, like I can be more comfortable with glimpses these days. Because I know that and that's actually, you know, side note, but that like, when you're starting to open up your intuitive gifts. Mm -hmm. That's definitely like something we all have to learn to master a little bit more, because we'll start to get hits. But we don't, know that like we don't know the timing of them so we have like getting to the next level of your intuitive gifts is learning timing Mm
0: -hmm, and understanding
1: like some of these hits that you get they're actually not going to happen next in six months they're going to happen in six years which is not always like super fun but it's part of like getting good at the at the work so uh i i learned a lot of that like in in the saturn return because it was such a it was such a tornado, you know, (laughs) I I got married during that time. Mm -hmm. Um, I met my, so I met my husband at 27, got married at 29. um, And then had my first child at 30. So there was like a lot, I left my job, like I left like my editorial job and started the beginning of this work that I do now. So there was like, everything like happened (laughs) during that time, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I remember um, when we were recording um, your podcast and talking about like Saturn return and what's coming up that I, I saw, I saw a media company for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, a, like entertainment. And I think that's going to unfold in the next like, you know, decade.
1: Well, you know, it's so funny Alice, Uh in soul Academy, we have like the three levels. We have soul seeker, mm-hmm. soul expansion, and soul teacher. And um, I've had, you know, I've been working on those for like five years and, you know, all our videos are old and all these things. And now we've just gotten like clean and tight with them. So, I'm re-recording the videos for next year so that they're like nice and clean and branded and all that beautiful stuff. So I was talking to my um, videographer who like actually filmed the first soul seeker and she's been with me forever and she's in Miami. And I was talking to her about this concept that, um, cause my hut, my family and I, we like just moved from Miami, Florida to just outside of Asheville, North Carolina. We bought 24 acres, you know, we're moving from the city to like this country life and really just like doing life differently and we've been filming it people like are enjoying like us documenting and I really want to it's fun for us so I want to like put some like effort into it and make some like fun episodes so I was talking about videographer about that but with like certain values and she's like she's like all in which is so funny she's like I want to do this with you and then she had always wanted to do like more spiritual videos and I was like Mm -hmm. I think this is like the beginning of something Cece. Um, and then I thought about you, Alice. And I was like, damn it. Alice is right. <laughs>
0: yes. You've been a good teacher to me, opening up my intuitive gifts. But I would love to see a reality TV show of you
1: from- <laughs> on your farm. Psychics on the farm. <laughs>
0: Yes, that would be so fun. Okay, we'll see how this unfolds. I think this is going to be faster than 10 years. I think um, the timelines are really speeding up these days. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's so funny. Well, good job with like the timing and being able to see those things, Alice. Oh, thank you. Thank you.
0: (laughs) It always, every time something like that comes up for me, every time I do one of my career clarity readings, I'm always so surprised. I'm like, ooh. I can't believe this came up. Um, And, you know, the person resonates with it. The client's like, oh, yeah, thank you so much. This is how Mm -hmm. I'm feeling. Or, you know, this is what I've been thinking about. Like, it's just, it's very incredible. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, I love it. And to think that you, like, you just trained yourself to be able to do that, you know? Like, that's what I love about intuitive work that everybody has it. And you just have to be curious enough and train and be willing to practice. You're so, you were like always such a good, um, you know, like you, you just were very fearless and where you were able to practice on people and like work on people. And like, you weren't afraid, which is part of, I think why your gifts are opening up so much.
0: It just happened really quickly. Honestly, I think, cause it's just been dormant. It's been waiting mm-hmm. for me. My higher self was waiting for this this, this time when Rolling. I felt like ready and everything just yeah. happened so quickly. Cause in soul collective, you know, and with soul expansion, the group, um, a lot of people are like, Oh, it takes me like an hour to kind of like really like, you know, be ready and to kind of like get the mm-hmm. insights that I need. Or some people feel like blocked and like, sometimes I do. And I'm like, is this right? But then when I speak to the client, it always, um, is, mm-hmm. is the truth. And I, I, I'm very surprised, how quickly I'm able to get these insights and to read people's energies and that I don't need as much time to kind of drop in. That was something that was very surprising for me.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely different for some people's like lives have kind of like brought them to the point that it's like, this is the time, you know, so there's a lot of that. There's a lot of um, learning to focus, you know, like that, you know, intuition is really present. Like when you get intuitive hits, you're you're in the full moment, like you forget that you're in a body, you forget where you are. And it requires like a certain amount of focus So some people when they're first starting are learning to like focus their attention a little bit. And then some of us have healing work to do before because the heart um, like leads to the third eye basically, and people are trying to go at it from the third eye, but if there's still some shadowy work or it's, it's by no means is it like, oh, you must be perfect to be able to do intuition because then then I would not be able to do this work but there's like sometimes there's certain releasing that needs to happen before you get to the real psychic stuff
0: yes and I have been constantly clearing things for the last few years so I guess I cleared enough for it to come through
1: (laughs) yeah to get some stuff exactly exactly and then you'll see like the more you like ascend and clear and more awarenesses and the more you go deeper into the work actually the more like gifts you come which is which is so cool and I think I think it's done like that so that we can be motivated because God knows that I got into spiritual work because I was really just trying to be perfect I thought <laughs> I was like wait a second like there's a way to predict shit and like not make mistakes like sign me up like I'm oh, in yes and <laughs> you know
0: and but it doesn't work that like that <laughs> it
1: does not work that way everybody like wonders like oh so then now can you just like live life you know and absolutely not but, it, you know, it, it definitely like motivates you to be like, oh, like now you're excited to like release things and do healing and like let go and ascend um, because it's, the journey has become fun, even though it's hard.
0: Mm, yes, yes. OK, so for people who are like, I totally resonate, you know, I, like they're also in a corporate job and they're looking to transition into something new or something wellness related, I'm like what? Helped you through this process? Like, how are you able to kind of just follow um, your intuition? How did you deal with like the highs and lows? What really helped you?
1: Yeah. So, really quick, anybody who's like kind of thinking of maybe going into their own work into wellness work, and maybe it might, maybe it feels like saturated or maybe it just feels like you know overwhelming. Like, one thing I want to tell you guys is that the world really, really needs you. And there is like enough out there for everyone and to not deny what your heart is like telling you to do, because there's like an absolute, you you might not see the full path and you may, you know, the little idea that you have now may be very different than what it actually becomes, but that heart desire like is etched in you for a reason and it makes a big difference to the world. So I hope you're not holding that back from any of us. So I just want to say that. And then for me, like what helped was, you know, you, you have to find like your motivation at first, it was kind of like, you know, I, I was like, man, I'm putting all this effort into somebody else's brand into somebody else's like building of like what they want. And I don't like fully believe in what they're building. Um, I don't have like full control over what they're building, right? So I'm like putting effort into something that I may not like fully agree with. So that was like one motivation. I was like, I can take that energy and I can put it into something of my own. So you do have to have a little bit of a level of like ego almost in a way, or a little bit of a level of, you know, I think the first part is like, I can do this, you know, getting to that mm. place that like, you're like, yes, like I can yes. do this. So that was the first. And even if you're just starting, that's a very simple mantra. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Like really reminding yourself. And I, was like stubborn enough to like believe that i was like you know almost like a naive like these silly media people like i can do a better job <laughs> you know so in a way that like was one of the first and then of course it's not that easy uh but that was a good like little kick that i had to begin with and then my biggest like secret is that i was definitely like a perfectionist to start off with and that held me back a lot like i was i, I love aesthetics too. So I wanted things to like, like, I think a lot of people like I wanted things to be pretty, and I wanted things to like look nice before I like released them into the world. And I definitely went through that the first few years of my business. But it's not until I was okay with testing, and just like almost launching before I was ready and beta testing things. That's like when my life, that's like when my business really took off. So like I said earlier in the show, our our level one class, which is called Soul Seeker. I filmed that five years ago. And like, I don't know what the hell I was doing. Like, <laughs> I don't even know why I thought to make the course like it was a total bomb when I released it. Um, I just I didn't know what I was doing, you know, but for some reason, like, I kept like giving that thing life support. And, um, and I kept like, you know, working on like this process and, you know, the readings and, I was very much okay with like, um, with fixing. So like being like, okay, what's not working, what is working and not for a long time in my business. Every time I came up with like a new idea, I was like, this is the idea. This is what's going to like push me over the edge. Like this is what's going to make me be discovered. And it was so much pressure. And then I would put it out and I was like, wah, wah. you know, it was just none of that. And what I realized it's like, it wasn't until like I launched something, and i and I realized that like this is only the beginning. Like actually launching the product or the idea is just the start. And then you have to get like really committed to that product and be willing to, like love on it for maybe, you know, three years until it's like, great. So that's where Completely. I am right now. Like I've worked and loved on these like products in this like little school for I've been beta testing. I've been getting feedback. like, I mean, I'm embarrassed for the people that like took the first, you know, soul seeker or the first soul teacher, you know, but thankfully, like, you know, they still, they're still around and they like still love me and they're very compassionate about that because like what we have now is just so much better. So it's like, you have to get okay with committing to testing and, and feeding the thing that you love and like letting it grow really. Um, and that's been my, my success, honestly, just kind of showing up every day and being like, how can we make this thing better? I love it so much. Um, and there's a lot of times where you're like, forget it. Let's, let's like trash this thing, but you got to look for like the little signs, you know, there has to be a little bit of smarts too. like, ask yourself, like, is this a good, you know, is it, the, the, is, is this going somewhere? Um, all that kind of stuff, but always just feeding it, you know, just really caring for it and knowing that like it takes time for that thing to grow into something Mm -hmm. that's like really stable.
0: Yeah, and so much of Saturn Return, I know that for many people that I'll be interviewing for this season will be about how they created their business. But, you know, there's something behind that that we don't always talk about. And that's like mindfulness, Um, that's mindset and awareness. And I know that when I went through my Saturn Return, it was a big transformation of how I thought about things, how I saw myself, and really just how I perceived the world around me. So did you also experience something like that? Did you start to think differently, feel differently, um, develop a different belief system?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely, Alice. I, you know, remember I was in media. I was before that, I was writing about Three thousand dollar handbags, and that there's not, th- not that there's anything wrong with that. But my my biggest change was like my so I have a Leo Moon, and my Leo Moon like my first you know twenties was like glitz and glam. Like that's I was excited about that. Like you know the I the blogging um, stuff started to come in when I was like twenty five and all all that, and I was like really into like that glitz and glam. And it was like almost like overnight. It was so bizarre. It was just like overnight. I was like, this is so dumb. You know, I just, I started to see like the bigger picture. I started to see like, I'm putting so much energy into this work that used to be fun for me. And it's not that it wasn't even that it wasn't fun anymore. It was like that relationship that you're still having a good time, but you know, you have to end. Mm. It's kind of what it was for me. It's not like, like if, if today I would get assigned a fun like handbag story. Like I'd write it. Like I would still have fun doing it, but I was seeing more like my impact in the world. And that was like a new thing for me. I had never like asked myself those questions. I had never asked myself, like when you die and you put all your energy here, like, is this something you're going to be proud of? And that's what was really changing for me. Like I saw like the bigger picture for myself and, I wanted to do something meaningful, you know, like I wanted to do something that was like good in the world, like as cheesy as that sounds, but that was the biggest mindset change for me. I also Mm -hmm. was interesting is that when I first graduated from college, I wanted to work for like all the big companies, which I did. I worked for like Fox Searchlight and Lionsgate and MSN, every big company, like I've worked there, right? Like in media. But the big change for me too, was like, that was a big change. Like I was like, Oh no, like, these big like machines are not good. You know, like I was like, this is, these are not good things to be part of. So I knew also They're they were the part broken. of me. Yeah. Really broken. Like, I knew, <laughs> yeah. And it was just, it was funny because they weren't as broken at the time, but I guess something in me knew that they mm. were going to be like worse and worse and worse. Like I, I feel for my friends who are still in media right now. Like I'm not even close to any of them anymore. Cause like we don't, really have much in common, but it's so toxic, you know? And, um, I, maybe a little bit of me kind of knew that was coming also. So I, I just wanted to build something that was more like sustainable. Another thing that was coming up, which was bizarre because I wasn't, I didn't have a boyfriend. I was I didn't have, I had like no kids, but there was something about lifestyle that was showing up for me too. I was like, this, is so dumb. Like, why am I working eight hours a day in an office, like pretending that I'm like being productive? Like this is such a dumb way of living. Is that so I actually, I agree. I agree. That contrast, which I know is like not fun, but I actually found it to be very inefficient. So like I found the way I was working to be so inefficient because as a writer, like when you're, edit, when you're in media, you're not making that much money. So typically a lot of the editors are also taking freelance jobs. So I had a full-time job, but I also had a lot of freelance jobs. And I was like, you know, just doing the math. I was like, I'm writing these three articles and I kind of made the same amount of money. I wrote them in three hours and I'm making the same amount of money in a day that I would make like at my full-time job, but I have to be at my full-time job for eight hours. And I found that to be really dumb. And I also found the commute to be like such a waste of my of my life. <laughs> like I was, you know, commuting from like the city, um, and in Miami, just any you know, a couple miles is thirty minutes. Like it's just a very trafficy place. So the inefficiencies were one of the things too. So and I know that the, those are not good to feel when you're in that place. But let that contrast fuel you. Um, so like my kind of like my anger and my frustration. And then all you have to do is like give a goal to your frustration. And I was easy for me to meet that goal because the frustration was kind of like leading me to that goal. So that's another like tip I would give. Like I know that it's, we always want to feel like good feelings, but all those contrast feelings, those frustration feelings, they can be used as fire.
0: Mm, Yes, this is so, so, so true. And it, and it all makes so much sense um, when I look at your astrology, looking at, you know, your triad, your sun, moon, and rising, as well as your Saturn in Libra. Your north node is in Cancer. I know we've spoken about this before, but it's just you make people feel really safe. Um, people feel very connected <laughs> to you in a, a th- authentic way. Um, and with your Saturn and Libra, it's just balancing like your your personal life and your professional life and making sure that you, um, have enough space for yourself so that you can find good balance in those areas of your life. I think that, um, it just makes so much sense what you're doing. And with the North node in cancer, it's just, it's such a nurturing sign and to create community and to help others. Like, you know, this, but for the listeners, mm-hmm. like Nikki is on her path.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Alice. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't, you know, didn't know that at the time with the chart and- um, I was very fueled also by, you know, like creating a, a, like a, a lifestyle that made more sense for me. Like I knew I wanted to have kids one day. I knew I wanted to like be around and I wanted them to eat like good foods and things like that. And I, I knew I wanted to do that. So, I mean, it wasn't time, but I set my life up to be a little bit more flexible and remote so that when that would come, I would be ready. I don't know what, that's probably like, if somebody writes about dating or something they would probably tell you like not to do that but I just felt called to, to do that before it was actually time.
0: I'd love to know what you learned in this episode and if you're going through a Saturn return what support do you need and what has it been like for you? Has it been kind of like a bit of a soul-wrenching experience and you kind of having so many existential questions or have you been coasting through it because you've already been on your path which, big kudos to you. Now, these episodes about Saturn return aren't just for people who are going through their Saturn return, which happens in your late twenties, mid to late fifties, as well as mid to late eighties. It's really a source of inspiration for people who are trying to just make a change in their lives, wanting to do something different, but afraid of taking the leap. I know that for myself, whenever I'm going through a big transition, it's so helpful to hear the stories of other people because I'm like, they made it through. I can make it through as well. And they also have wonderful tips and tricks of kind of like, what do they do to kind of get through this kind of rocky time? So I hope that it's been inspirational to you. And if you think that someone would benefit from this episode, share it with them. And if you haven't rated the podcast, Five stars. That I would be so appreciative if you rate it at five stars, and if you feel compelled to make a donation, you can find that in the show notes as well. Your support means so much to me. If you're interested in spirituality and how that helps with building a business and figuring out your career, don't miss the next episode that's dropping same time next week. All right. Have a wonderful day, and as always, I am wishing you. So much joy and so much abundance in your life.